It's Concrete Coins with Jessica Myers. Hi, I'm Jessica Myers, and I am a real estate developer and entrepreneur. I've been doing real estate since 2015. And even though it sounds like a long time, it's actually not. I remember when I first joined real estate and uh, first started going to networking events and everything like that. And everybody had already been in real estate for 15, 20 years. And at day one, I was like, wait, who's been in real estate for two years, for one year, for three years? It's so easy to find people who have been in this for a long time. But I want to know those people who had to push past the terrible twos, the people who had to push past and go for three, four. What does that fifth year look like? And that's the point of this podcast from concrete to coins is really to bridge the gap between the beginner and intermediate investor that has already gone out there, gotten their wits together and made the first step, but they don't know what to do next. And that's what we're here to discuss. This whole season, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into concepts that get you from beginner to intermediate and really help you to clearly define your seven figure path into real estate investing. Who is Jessica Myers? As I mentioned, I am a real estate entrepreneur and developer, but that was not always the case. I actually got my start in media. Back when I was in high school, I was trying to do everything I could. I was like, I want to be a part of the most influential medium there is. And obviously, that's television. Television is the most influential media. So that's where my 11th grade self was fortunate enough to get a job at Fox 5. And I interned at Fox 5 as um, an employee. It was like an employee internship type of situation until I graduated college. And so from there, it was like, wow, I really have to climb this corporate ladder. So I climbed all the way and I got a job at CBS in New York City. And if you know anything about media, New York is the number one city to do media in. So here I am at 22 years old working for the Nick Cannon Morning Show at CBS radio station, living the dream on paper. But every celebrity that I met, oh, hey, Jay-Z. Hey, Lady Gaga. Hey, Nick Cannon. I mean, every celebrity in the world, but the experience felt hollow. I was like, this is not what I thought life would be. Seeing these celebrities behind the scenes and understanding that they're just people that have been heightened and put up, So then I started to look at this proverbial ladder that I spent so much time from 17, 18, just trying to climb and get to the top and, oh, I just want to make it until I make it. And I'm like, is this really what I want? This on paper is success, but is this success in my own life? And so this is where I started the journey of self-discovery in 2011. I went on this long journey until it found me back at home in Atlanta at CBS yet again in 2015. And here I am really deciding, hmm, is this what I really want to be doing in sales? Is this what I really want to be doing in media? Like, yeah, I wanted to be in the most influential. And I saw, hmm, I really need to change it up. I need to do something different. So long, I spent so much time climbing this corporate ladder only to have a realization that the ladder has been on the wrong wall. I had it all wrong. I'm up here trying to achieve something that 
doesn't get me any closer to the freedom that I wanted, to the passion that I knew I had, to the difference that I wanted to make when I was 17. I wanted to make a difference in this world. And as much as I thought corporate would get me there, that was not the case for me. Not saying that everybody who gets into real estate entrepreneurship needs to leave corporate, but I have to think about why am I working? Why am I doing this? To meet my needs and make a living for my family. And that's where I saw I needed to do something different. So I went to a conference with Les Brown. And of course, they were there talking about doing something different, how to change your life and have everything in your life change, but nothing change. And that's when I realized it started with your mindset. So ultimately, you know, they had speaker after speaker come up and one of the speakers spoke about real estate. I was like, you know, everybody always think about their dream home. They always think about where they want to live, but I never thought about owning it. You know, I thought about, oh, I can build one for me. But what if I can be the conduit to build others' dream homes? What if I can be the conduit to provide affordable housing for somebody who never thought that they could ever own? What if I could be the one to help others in the same manner that I thought I was helping people in media? But what if I get that opportunity to help them in home ownership? in asset ownership, in changing their life. That excited me because that was the passion of what I thought I was getting out of television, what I thought I was getting out of working at CBS, what I thought I was getting out of working at Fox. I found it in real estate, but it was obviously a journey of self-discovery. It was a journey of getting to my true purpose. And I knew that I was to help people beyond what the eyes could see. And that's what real estate offered me. Opportunity to not only live my passion, but have the success of living out my dream. And that's what I'm so passionate about when I talk to people about real estate, because I know the freedom it can provide. How does real estate provide freedom? Now, I am a full-time entrepreneur with a business with assets totaling well into the millions. I am a developer I build from the ground up, as well as we handle renovations, and we are builders of your forever home. I also do commercial real estate assets, and I work in the commercial space and help others to invest in long-term cash-flowing properties. But this wasn't always the case. It wasn't always a day one. I remember when I first got started in real estate, as I mentioned, I went to a Les Brown conference. Someone was talking about real estate. Then I went and talked to, you know, went to the next level on the education, like, oh, let's learn here. Let's learn from more people. And ultimately, I was paying a college tuition for the education. For a three-day weekend, I paid a college tuition of what you would pay for all four years. I paid for one weekend. And then after taking the course, I still felt like there's something missing. But I had a drive. I had a hunger. So I started going to networking events. Ultimately, until I found my mentor. My mentor helped me to get me into real estate investing. Now, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily see eye to eye with where my mentor is, but I understand his place in helping me to get involved in real estate. And for that, I will always be grateful because I started the education in December. In January is where I started going to networking event after networking event 
after networking event, just meeting everybody I could because I wanted to get involved in real estate, but the education only took me so far. You know, it's one thing to have knowledge. It's another thing to have knowledge and apply it. And that's one of the things I was scared to do. Like I had all this education and of course they will charge you more and they'll be your personal mentor. But at this point, you don't already suck me out of whole college education. I don't want to pay for more. So (laughs) thankfully my mentor, you know, he did offer some guidance by, um, so this was January that I found my mentor. By February, I purchased my first home. He helped to show me how to get access to capital rather quickly rather fast. So before you know it, I purchased the first home. I purchased the second home. I partnered with somebody to purchase the third. And then finally, when I got to my fourth, my husband was like, okay, you need to stop. Like you're getting all these houses. What are you doing with them? And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. What I did with my first few homes that got me to where I am right now. Because so many times people ask, well, can I pick your brain? Well, really, it's not necessarily about picking my brain of how to get started, but really about asking questions that help to pick your brain to understand where you are. Because there's a series of questions that I need to know about the plans that you have about getting involved to determine what's the best route you need to go. So for me, as I mentioned, when I did this course, the course at least taught me how to get access to capital. And that's one of the things that working with my mentor, he amplified how to get access to capital. Because there are three basic things that you're going to need in order to get involved in a project. You're going to need income or capital. You're going to need credit. And you're going to need experience. Now, the main thing is they all don't have to come from you. And that's what got me into house after house after house. Because I realized that, yes, income, Credit and experience is needed to make a deal done and get to the finish line. But understanding that all of those elements doesn't have to come from any one person, that's what changed the game. That's what was the difference maker and got me into house after house after house, even when I first started. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's easy to get, or one of the main things that people often talk about as far as getting into real estate is wholesaling. Because wholesaling is the easiest barrier of entry. And while wholesaling is very important and it is a way to get involved in real estate without having to use any of your own capital, it is important to know that that is a temporary phase and not a permanent phase. Um, I mean, now, unless that you just want to keep finding deals and helping other people, but you should do wholesaling with a plan. And so that's where I really want to talk about SMART goals. Setting a goal of understanding where you are and where it is that you want to go. That's why, honestly, for the people that I talk to, um, I am big on mindset. I am big on, yeah, the knowledge is there. You can learn about the knowledge and we're going to go through that. But it's really about understanding where's my drive. Do I really want this? How bad am I prepared to make this happen no matter what? Because that's going to be the attitude that sustains you in real estate. It's one thing to get involved because a lot of people tamper with it. They get involved and they get their first project and then they're out. That's why I want to talk to the person that's on the third, fourth and fifth flip, because maybe you've been through the first one and just took all of the shots that come with doing a renovation and a flip or a new build or new development. You took all the shots and you took all the risk. 
But now you want to know how do you take it to the next level? It really starts with mindset, honestly. The mindset to know that no matter what, I'm going to get it done. This podcast is for you if you are ready to roll up your sleeve and work through the issues. You will even work through the problems. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of discussions about a lot of the good things, a lot of the things that you're just like, hmm, I always wondered about that. Or is that really true? If you are interested in building your seven-figure real estate portfolio, this is the place to come learn how to do it. You're going to get practical steps of how to get your start, to understand what it looks like year one through year 10. You know, really understand what it looks like. I'm going to have a lot of guests on that can talk about different aspects, even if you're interested in Airbnb. We're going to talk about Airbnb cash flow Is it worth your while? The horror stories, are they true? How can I bounce back? We're going to talk about a lot of things. But one of the main things we want to hit on today is understanding what is the end? What do I want success to look like for me? That's one of the things I found as I ran the corporate ladder and I got to New York and I'm working at the Nick Cannon Morning Show at the age of 22 at a radio station, which is the number uh, top radio station in New York. And I realized on paper, this is more success than anyone could ever ask for in their career. But at 22, it felt like it was not the success that I longed for. It was not the impact that I wanted to make and the legacy that I wanted to leave. So that's why I had to decide what is that legacy that I want to leave? Because I was so focused on climbing the ladder that I didn't factor in what is it that I want to do? And so that's what you really want to ask yourself. What is the impact that I want to leave people feeling when I encounter them? Because yes, I can do this through real estate. I can do this through Forex. I can do this through, I mean, a lot of different investing opportunities. But what makes me settle on real estate is understanding the impact and the longstanding legacy that I get to have, not only to help people find their dream home, but to help build their forever home and the legacy that they can pass on to their kids. Like I was so grateful to know, you know, that even well into my marriage, I was staying at home with my parents, but it wasn't my parents' home. It was my grandparents' home. And I was just thinking, you know, for so long that felt like, oh, I can't tell anybody that stay at home, you know, with my parents or I can't tell anybody, but I'm like, you know what? The legacy that I am so focused on building for my kids and their kids and their kids, That was my grandmother's dream when she bought that house and segregated and um, integrated that neighborhood. That was her dream, that my kids' kids will be taken care of because of the work and the investment I'm putting in today. And that's exactly what happened. I was able to launch my investing career by being able to save and stay at home in my grandmother's home that had already been paid for and had already been left into the family. Then when it came time to invest, we were able to leverage that capital in that property to make our first few investments. That's something that at first it was a shame, but then I thought it's legacy. This is how you build it. This is how you make it work. I understood like, hmm, as a wholesaler, if I'm out here finding these deals, I'm giving it to an investor that has access to capital And they're able to build on this property. But now what if I was able to get access to that same capital and I just took the know-how and took the time to study and understand the principles that can get me into a property 
I can take advantage of this property too. I don't have to always just give it out to an investor just so I can make a small cut. I can wholesale it and I can invest it if I understand how to get access to capital. And that's the three things that you need to get started in a project. You need income. It may not be from you and that's okay. You're going to need credit. It may not be from you and that's okay. You are going to need experience. It may not be from you and that is okay. And that's what you have to understand about strategic partnerships. That's what I was able to do. I was able to start the process of getting involved in real estate investing, understanding that it takes income, credit, and experience. Ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice. Ice is what that spells. Income, credit, and experience. Ice. And I was able to take those elements and understand what I needed to do to get access to capital to purchase the deals that I was finding as a wholesaler. Because as a wholesaler, I was just doing nothing but finding the deal and giving it to the another investor. But now if you understand how to get access to capital, I don't have to keep passing off great deals that you can make thousands of dollars. I can now own. That's what we want to get into. And that's what we want to discuss. But I have to start with where am I trying to go with this? At the time when I got started in real estate investing, I was still working full time at CBS. And I got so excited from that less bound confidence. I came in to quit my job and I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm leaving. Holla. And then thankfully, my boss, who was an angel, I truly believe he was an angel at the time. Lee is phenomenal. He's amazing. I'm so glad I could not have had a better angel at my site at that time. And he said, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to figure it out. I'm doing this thing called real estate and I'm going to figure it out. And thankfully, he allowed me the gateway to stay for a year while I figured it out. And boy, was that some year. The first house I purchased, it was a mess. I mean, it needed so much work. So much work needed to be done to that house. So I went ahead and bought it just to buy it. It had an $11,000 tax bill. At the time, I didn't know you're supposed to go through an attorney to close a home. So I just bought the house and I sent PayPal payments. And it wasn't until after sending all those PayPal payments and then trying to assume the title and realize that the property did not have a clear title. There was over $11,000 in taxes that needed to be paid on that house. Oh my God, I was freaked out. I like, I finally took the first step. I convinced my husband that I needed to pay this college tuition of a course. And I'm out here living my dream and I'm only met with this obstacle. Then I was like, you know what? Let me purchase another house to make up for it because I'm getting access to capital, right? I purchased this next house. Even that is a worse disaster. And so I partnered with someone on the third house. I was like, okay, I'm going to make up for it. Then it took a lot longer. They was like, cool, we're just going to get in this and we're going to get out. As you know, in real estate, it does not happen that fast. There is no such thing as quick money. There is no such thing as a, a quick flip. It's going to take time. And by quick, I mean like a day or two in a renovation. It's going to take time. And that's what I had to learn after this fourth project that I need to sit down and build a team. If I'm going to do this, I have to put goals to it just as I had sales goals at my job. Every week we had to answer to where we were to our goal. That's what I have to, I'm going to have to stop, restructure, and really make sound decisions 
to really make this investing thing pop. So if I know that I can generate 20,000 off of this flip and it may take me six months and I know that my goal for the year is to generate $100,000 in income, how many properties do I need to complete? You got it. If I'm generating $20,000 and my goal is $100,000, I need to be doing five flips. I have to stagger when I do that, but I need to be doing five flips if I am to generate $100,000. So when I say you really need to sit down and know you're in from your beginning, you really need to know what is my target. If I'm looking to target $100,000, $200,000, $300,000, I really have to evaluate are the deals that I'm finding enough to get me to that place that I can handle five flips at one time to generate $20,000 a piece. Also, I want to stagger it. All deals may not be going on at the same time. I just know that within a given year, this is what I need to be focusing on. So I really want to start with my end in mind, know how much money I'm looking to achieve. So that way, when I look into a project, I can definitively say whether I'm going to move forward or not, how quickly I'm going to move on or not. Because, you know, they always say leaders tend to be more decisive. But it's not necessarily that they're any more decisive than the other. It's just they've taken the time to identify what they want. So that if I see something and I know that, hmm, this only generates $500 and my goal is $100,000, not to say that I won't take every deal that lands in my lap, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to take leaps. I'm looking to get to my goal quicker. There's no such thing as quick money. But you want to be cognizant that I'm not spending a lot of time on something that's going to net me a couple hundred bucks when I can be spending that same time working on a larger plan that's going to get me a lot closer to that $100,000. So once you start to really identify what that number is for you, that's when you can really identify what strategies you can employ in real estate investing. For me personally, I have a huge mix of short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals that all factor into that number that I need to see at the end of the year. Because the short-term, that's the wholesaling that I'm able to do. To get quick money, to, to flip the paper, and I teach a whole course on wholesaling of how to get involved in real estate with none of your own money. Mind you, money is needed to do a deal, but through wholesaling, you don't have to bring money to the table. So I do the short-term wholesaling as well as the educational courses and other things like that. My midterm strategy are my fix and flips. Those are the projects that are taking me anywhere from six months to a year to complete. That is my midterm. I'm still having my short-term goal to make it from house to house. Then I have my long-term goals. Those are my Airbnbs. Those are my rentals. Those are the properties that generate income each month and they provide dividends or ways for me to generate um, monthly cash flow and creating residual income. Obviously, you want to get as many streams as possible, but if you at least make sure that your streams fall within a short term, midterm, and long term, and know how much am I looking to make short term. How much am I looking to make midterm? How much am I looking to make long term? And once I know what those numbers are, I then can draw out my plan for how I'm going to get there. Because like I said, there are so many ways you can get involved in real estate investing. For me, it's flipping, 
it's development, it's teaching, and it's wholesaling. There's so many other ways you can get involved. I mean, let's say you want to be a realtor. Let's say you want to be a, a contractor. You want to be the one to actually do the work. You want to be the realtor to just come and sell the home at the end. There are many ways to go. And that's what I mean by understanding what you're looking and what you're bringing to the table, because that's what you need to know, because everybody's path is not my path. I can only express to you what I did, how I got involved, but I had to go through my own trials. Like I mentioned, I'm working in corporate America that first year that my boss has given me to go figure it out while I still work at corporate America. So cool. I try to balance both. You know, I I gave a contractor $30,000. I was like, look, I need you to do this, this, and this. I wrote out a whole contract, a whole list of everything he was supposed to do. I was playing it by the book and I gave him all the money. And I came back and he said, you know, he got a lot of work done. And I came and I checked on the project and he said, we got two more weeks left on your project and we'll be closed out, finished. This was in April of 2016. He said, we have two more weeks. So I gave him a month because I wouldn't go travel. I had a trip that I went on in 2016 and I was like, yeah, I'll be there when I get back. He got all the cash. He ain't got no questions. I will be back. What do you think happened when I got back? And actually, you know what? I gave him a month because I went on a trip that took a little longer. You know, I took, you got a vacation from the vacation. So I can't, I went to sleep when I got back and I was like, I'll give him an extra week. He got all the money. He got everything he need. I came back. Nothing was done. I was so appalled. I was like in tears because I just knew the house was going to be finished. We are now in May and he was still not finished with the house. So I realized like, damn, I was gone for a whole month. Let me just keep going back. Now I'm going to just pop up and I'm going to show up. So you know what? The next week I pulled up to the house. Next you know, cars just start scattering. Like it was a car that drove over over my um, my grass just to get out. And I was like, what are these people scattering for? Like, what is going on? And so I go inside the house. There is a contractor. He's in the back room, but there's somebody in the kitchen cutting up and weighing, weighing his product so he can sell it. And he looked at me and he blew in my face. And he said, how much you want? And I'm looking like, is, is he serious? Is he really chopping up weighing? In my house, I guess they figure I don't come that often so they can set up shop. And it all came to me at once. Like, oh, man, them people in the yard were potential clients. And that's why they all scattered when when I came. Because they were in there buying product. And here I am thinking, la, 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 I done paid the contractor. We good to go. We got two more weeks. And now this. So then at this point, I was like, well, damn, like I paid him my money. He has to perform. And next thing you know, he gets arrested. He gets arrested. And now I done paid him all my money. He time after time again, he's saying he's going to come complete the work and he didn't. And then on top of that, he gets arrested for a DUI. And the only reason I find out is because his cousin contacted me randomly to get his car who that he left in my, in my house. And so now I'm dealing with all of this. So this is why I say it starts with the mindset first, because the mindset is what determines because anybody would have walked away after all this. You got a contractor selling drugs at your house and you don't pay him full price. Do you know how many people would have quit, walked away and given up? But thankfully, 
I had the mindset. It was like, we got to see this through. I have no other option. I purchased three other homes that had not transacted. I have to make this one work. And so that's where I was really determined to how do we get to the end of this? How do we work through this? And thankfully, I was I had started going into networking events and meeting different people, meeting different um, investors, meeting different contractors. Now, mind you, this happened in April. It took me to December to finally find my way out of this. I contacted contractor to contractor. I begged people to do favors for me when they didn't have to. Um, thankfully I had a great team around me that took me to the end of this project. I was able to get access to extra capital to make it happen. There are tricks of the trade to do that as well. We're going to talk about how to get funding for your projects, how to get in, get access to capital, or if you've been saving up and have your own, but mind you, it was very scary to have given him $30,000 and to know that he got arrested. He was selling drugs and he was not doing what he said he would do. He was not a man of integrity. But that's one of the things where it taught me to build a team because there is where I learned the true difference between active investor and passive investor. And that's what you want to understand. Where am I? I said income, credit and experience is needed. But you also want to understand how much time do you have to devote to a project? Because if you don't have the time to make sure that things are flowing the way they are, you definitely will get taken advantage of. Because no matter how much integrity and how well-intentioned people are, you teach people how to treat you. And I was sure enough teaching them, and they, they sure enough were teaching me how to be treated in that... They realized I didn't come around much, so they took that as a lack of care. And, you know, where I'm thinking at, I own my time, you know, I can do whatever with my time. They're, they even interpret that completely different. I should have been there to let them know my expectation. I should have been there to let them know all of these different things. That's what I want you to understand as you're getting involved. And maybe you did your first one and it went well, but your second, third, and fourth. This is how you build a team. These are the essentials that you need to know for your success, because you're not just purchasing this as your personal home. This isn't something where, oh, um, this builder team is going to build it for me. No, you are responsible to make this happen. This is your investment. Because remember, we're looking at this from an investor lens because we're looking to build legacy. Legacy comes through systems that you set up. Those are the things that we cannot neglect. So you need the system of understanding your team. Who is going to be around you to make it happen? Who is going to be that active investor where you may want to be a passive investor? And that's fine, but you need to have an active investor on the team. So this is where it's so important of not only knowing the numbers that you're looking to get to and the number of volume, but who is the team to take me there? What is the team that's going to get me there? Your team should consist of contractors, realtors, it should also consist of an appraiser, attorneys, as well as inspectors. Those are going to be your A-team. Those are going to be the people that you want to have on your roster that you can employ in the event of an emergency. After that, thankfully, a guy friend of mine from college, he came by to check on the project. And that guy friend's name is Greg Ingram. While I was going through my career in media, he was going through his career and multifamily and real estate development. So by the time we reconnected at this moment, 
in this home that I'm screaming and pulling my hair out that this contractor did sold drugs. Thankfully, I was sent a ram in the bushes and he came to check on my project and he was like, sis, you got it all wrong. I mean, there was a whole room without electrical outlets. And he was like, you didn't see them. You didn't monitor them. You didn't, you know, all of these things. And I was like, wait, but I had my checklist from the educational course that I paid thousands of dollars for. And I saw them put up the walls, but at no point did I think about, wait, there might need to be an electrical outlet to um, in this room. But that was the first thing that he noticed. I had another friend come check out the project because mind you, it was taking a long time from April to December. It was a very long time for a project that was only supposed to take three months. So I had another friend come to the project and he pointed out a couple of other things. Thankfully, I enrolled these guys to join my team. So Greg and I then formed a partnership called JAG, Jessica and Greg, and we formed a partnership, um, JAG Holdings Group, and then we started to flip properties together. Oh boy, did we have an adventure and all the projects that came, but that's where the lessons, that's where the episodes um, that, that are to come, that's what they are for, they're from. All of the lessons that we learned, all of the things that we came across, um, the very things that allowed me to build this seven-figure real estate portfolio was through the lessons and the houses that we transacted. And that's what this that's what this season is about. I'm so excited for what we are looking to um, to bring to you guys. Those that have questions of how do you get funding. How do you employ tax professionals on your team to make sure your books are right? How do you get an attorney? What about an Airbnb? What about if I just want commercial to forget about all this stuff? That's what we're discovering. In this season, Concrete Coins, we are your real estate connect. So join us, stay tuned. And our next episode, we will actually be speaking to active investors that can work on your behalf to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen, to make sure you don't get caught up in the wind. I will actually have my team on and we'll be speaking more to how how you can build a team to build your ultimate real estate success. So stay tuned. We really wanna make sure that you're empowered with everything you need. There's so many people now that call us and be like, hey, my contractor left me high and dry. I need help. This is the space for you. So thank you for tuning in. And remember, you know you got it. Let's get it. Let's go.